Live from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee, this is J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery, Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. Hey, 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 J-Rod Concerts family. Thank you for tuning in to another adventure of our little show that could. This is Jamie Rodriguez, your host, this and every episode. And uh, guys, we've been blessed with a lot of new followers. So if you are new to our show, welcome. Welcome, and we are grateful that you're here, grateful that you're joining our family. We have um, 53,000 unique listeners now across 13 countries and 15, uh, all 50 states, I meant. So... We thank you all for joining. Thank you, guys. We appreciate your support. And uh, you can find more about us on our show at jrodconcertspodcast.com or Instagram, jrodconcertsmedia. Now, today's guest, guys, if you have listened to alternative radio at all for the past month, you've heard this artist because he is blowing up. His name is Arrested Youth, real name Ian Johnson, and uh, super in demand. He's got over 100 million streams on Spotify and Apple Music. His first studio LP, Nonfiction, came out recently on June 25th, and it's been really well received. I mean, one of the hit singles actually uh, includes Mark Hoppus, Blink-182. It's called Find My Own Way. Great, catchy song. Album was produced by John Feldman and sees Johnson at a really vulnerable, uh, open-heart state, you know, offering fans a glimpses into triumphs real life real struggles so just a really great album and the conversation that we had with ian guys was super profound breathtaking um you know insight from ian we talk about gratitude we talk about the zen of running we talk about fans about so many beautiful things about mark hoppus so we hope you guys enjoy it because it was a great great chat and ian arrested youth is going on tour this fall uh, his self, um, his main tour by himself, which started recently, and he's opening for 21 pilots as well in various cities. So check that out. His website is www.arrestedyouth.com. Without further ado, guys, let's get on it. Arrested Youth, Ian Johnson on J Rod Concerts, the podcast. <laughs> Ian Johnson, man. Look at you, Arrested Youth. Where are you coming to us from? I am currently in New York. In New York. How are things in New, New York, Ian? New York are good, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm in like upstate. I'm a little bit outside the city. And uh, yeah, dude, I mean, it's it's sunny these days, you know? Yeah. Swimming at the lake. Yeah, man. It's a, good, it's a good time. Yeah, yeah. So I can't complain. How about you? Where, where are you from? I love it. We come to us from Nashville. Yeah. Okay, nice. Oh yeah, yeah. A little bummed that you're not gonna be part of our tour of your fall tour, but you're gonna you're gonna be close in a couple of cities. So it's your venues, man. It's your venues, man. <laughs> they they didn't want to work with us. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, man. Well, we're we're coming out there soon. Um, this is our first headline tour, so we were just trying to find the right venues. So when uh when we're back, I'd, I'd love to see you at the show. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Ian. But 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 let me start with this. I mean. First of all, heck of an artist for my audience, and, and you just unleashed this album in June, late June, June 25th, called oh. Nonfiction, which is, uh, man, 
what what an album dude i mean it's great all 15 songs it's old school it's a journey from message from my heart into my head to the last notes of woke up in this body man it is a fantastic piece of work congratulations thank you man thank you very much man appreciate that yeah yeah absolutely it's really great and you know just for my audience to give them some stats about you you know today you've massed over 100 million streams on spotify and apple music you know you shared the stage with people like the mowgli's with young blood dreamers jukebox the ghost and grandson you've played major festivals man so you are an artist on the birch and we love having people like you on the show man well i'm, I'm happy to be here man and thanks for uh wanting to sit down and and, and kick it with me i appreciate that Absolutely, absolutely. So I definitely want to get to a few of your tracks uh, because they're amazing. Yeah. But first, before before getting to them, because uh, they're fascinating, I do want to grow, ask about you, your early life, if you will, yeah. because uh, you grew up in Kentucky. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, great. We, we love Kentucky. It's close to Nashville. A lot of influence, bourbon and the whole thing. But right. I'm, I'm curious about your early life, right? Like, are you come from a musical family, Ian? Yeah, my my siblings are actually pretty musical. My, I have an older brother, Ryan, who, as you know, is, is titled yeah. on the album. Um, he was a great drummer and, and violinist and pianist. So um, he was actually always the musical one. Ironically, it wasn't me. My sister, Brianna, younger sister, was a great singer. Um, and I, again, it's ironic because I was never really the the quote unquote artist growing up. They were they were more musically inclined than me. So it's it's funny how I obviously ended up having a career in music but um yeah my family is definitely musical i'd say they have a good taste in music too we listen to a lot of stuff growing up from from rock to hip-hop to reggae to um psychedelic rock you know it was all over sure. the place so i think that kind of helped create a very um a very uh what's the word just kind of eclectic taste uh in in my music selection for sure yeah, absolutely. But and how did you start writing, Ian? Because obviously you started writing songs when you were 15. But what about yep. that gap? The gap from 15 till now? No, 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 no. From like when you were a child, oh. because, because man, like, I, I didn't, I didn't write. Yeah, thank you, man. I, I've always liked writing in general. It wasn't it didn't start as music, right? Uh, fourth grade, I think I entered the I won the young authors competition, which was just for like short stories. So yeah. storytelling and, and writing has always kind of been uh, one of my strong suits as, a, as, just, as just a kid and a person. So when I got into music, that was kind of, that was kind of my, felt like my way in. You know, I, I didn't think I had the greatest voice. I didn't think I had, you yeah. know, knew, knew everything, you know, and I was, I was I, so what I reverted to was, well, I have, a, I can tell a story and I can say stuff, you know, in a unique way that maybe captured some, some people's attention. So that yeah. writing has always been my way and I've been writing forever. Uh, music started obviously uh, when I was uh, early on in high school. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And when people listen to your stuff for the first time, they're going to, what, what my listeners will find out is really deep lyrics, but sonically they're going to find a really interesting, uh, unique sound. And it definitely has elements of, uh, you know, uh, Sugar Ray, third eye blind in there so it made perfect sense you know in research when it came across that these were some of your influences mm -hmm. it just made all the sense in the world yeah what do you remember about this time you know in the 90s when you were discovering these like blends of rock and pop you know so, so i grew up in an interesting household I, I grew up i moved to louisville kentucky when i was eight but i but for the first eight years of my life i grew up in upstate new york close to where i am now and um my parents were very alternative so we i, I didn't all I had was music. 
sorry, my dog is barking here, but all okay. I had was, was the music. I, I didn't, I didn't get to watch TV till I was like 12. So I didn't see MTV. You know, I wasn't seeing these artists in the flesh. I wasn't seeing the things they were doing with their look and their show. I just, my, my mom allowed us to get the cassettes and get the CDs. So my experience right. with the 90s music was really just the music. It was just the sonics. And that's, you know, why I think why, you know, my ear is really tuned toward the production side of things too. It was never, I wasn't really consuming it as like a watcher. I was really just consuming the music as a, as a listener. Um, yeah. So that definitely inspired my sound for sure. I love that. I love that, Ian. But, yeah. and you know, interesting about your stories, you know, when we talk to these child prodigies or people who found their purpose early on, but in your case, I mean, you seem to also have like a, like a bright future in business, if you will, in corporate. Um, yeah. yeah. Tell, you know, tell us a little bit about that. Like, were you, <clears throat> yeah, because, you know, you had a great job at Budweiser Corporation. Uh, you turned yeah. it down basically yeah. for the music. Yeah. Was that a scary time for you? Yeah, I don't know if it was scary, man. I think I think I was a little ignorant at the time. So I think if I really knew how hard <laughs> it was going to be, I think I'd be, you know, they say ignorance is bliss. I, I don't doubt that. I think if I knew how much of a hustle it was going to be to keep pulling this off, I, maybe I would have, you know, who knows. But um, it, it wasn't scary. It was uncertain. But I loved music, man. And, and, I, and I believe that it was going to, there was so much purpose and so much value in it, right, for me. It, it felt like, just something that I was willing to give my life for, like truly, like really give it, give it all up for it. And um, I remember, I, I don't know whoever said it, but I remember a quote that has always stuck with me. And like when people reach out, you know, and they want to do music and they wonder, well, how do you go about it? Yada, yada, yada. Like I always relay the quote because I think it's such a, a, a potent quote. And it was, you know, someone, I forget who it was, but it, you know, the idea was, don't do music because you want to do music, do music because you have to do music. Mm. Um, and that really stuck with me because it, you know, it is, man, it's a, you got to be willing to put the music above everything because it's a, it's a hustle, man. And, and, and yeah, you, um, every day is uncertain, you know, that's life, but music and building a career, it really feels that way. You know, it really feels intensely uncertain at all times yeah. from a sustainability standpoint for me economical standpoint from a, a business standpoint from a create creativity standpoint so sure. so yeah man it was it was the unknown was 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 tantalizing but it, it it wasn't the fear wasn't debilitating obviously it'll i still went for it and i'm still going for it so You're still going but, for it yeah but it was a good opportunity i had in business and it, it helped me make help me uh and, and continues to help me be be the artist I want to be and build it the way I want to build it and stay true to what I want to create, you know, on the business side too. So um, very thankful for those years um, in the, in, in business school and then in corporate as well for that year. Absolutely, man. So in other words, Ian, like there's the, the way to make it in music is you cannot have a plan B. You have to be all consumed with it. It has to be the only thing that drives you every morning. That's the only way for you to have a chance. You know, I think, so. I, you know, I, I don't, I can't, you can't speak for everyone, right? right. Because there's artists who, who are out there who somehow can do it all. And, and music is just a facet of what they do and, and they can still make it work. For me, uh, yeah, I knew that it was going to be everything, you know, and if I wanted to make this happen, it was going to take everything. Yeah, there was no plan B. There was no side hustle. 
um, it was only this, you know, and I've still built it that way. And I still approach it that way. And man, I think all artists are different at the end of the day. I think some artists lean more on, 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 on their, the branding and the image and the way they sell their business. You know, some have to lean more on the music itself. Some lean more on maybe on the music and, and the live show in specific. I, I, when people say, oh, this is the way to do it or this is the way to make it, you know, being an artist is a personal thing. Different, different ways work for different people. Um, for me, it was definitely, it's definitely like a full all or nothing mentality. Um, I do so much of it on my own. You know, I build the live set myself. I bring the, the band together and de develop the rehearsals myself. I write the music myself. You know, I, I for me, it, it is an all or nothing because if I want it to be at the quality that I, that I, you know, aspire to, then that's, that is what it takes. So it's a balance between making your career everything, but still, you know, being healthy and enjoying your life, which is definitely a balance. I'm still, uh, still, still uh, kind of messing with the formula, but the hope is that, you know, get a little closer every year. Well, you're doing great, man. And like, let's segue to the music there because because that is like a major theme, right? In songs like A Message From My Head To My Heart, like you opened the album with this amazing lyric, you know, there's 24 hours inside of a day. I'm not a statistician, but I have a hunch that a bunch of these hours we waste, for example. Like no. it's just splintered with this amazing lyrics all over uh, or li living with passion. You're talking about it. Mm -hmm. and, and you talk about it also with the Paul McCartney song, uh, mm -hmm. you know, that great lyric that you have. Where does this amazing philosophy came from me and because this is a great thing that you're giving to your listeners to me to the world about man live with gratitude every second because life is precious this moment is valuable yeah uh, that's a good you know I, I don't say i wouldn't say i live I, I how do i put this now i'm stuttering over my words to, to ensure that i deliver something you know reasonable <laughs> here um resiliency has always been a huge part of my music um yeah i'm in a genre of music and i and and the way i built it is it's my music is obviously talking about the struggle of life and so when talking about the struggle of life you know i i just feel like it's a it's a responsibility for myself for my personal life but also for myself as an artist that if you're going to offer the struggle you should also offer some type of positive takeaway you know some type of resiliency some type of gratitude some type of forward thinking to say this is hard life is a struggle there's uncertainty there's doubt there's fear but all of that is that's that's inherent in everyone's life that no matter what you're doing that's inherent in your life you've got to find a way at the end of the day to not live in it you've got to find a way or to not live exactly. in it a hundred percent you know i live in it a lot still yeah and, and but i that, still find a way to, 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 to jump take in, it away but i know? just want to emphasize how important that is so what you just said you know? And I think that because it's part of you, maybe you don't realize how special and how much the world needs that. Everyone is, you know, a lot of people have this mentality that, you know, the world is either unfair or fair or why does this happen to me or not? You get it. Like life is tough. Life is problems, so, but it's a way of dancing with them. And you got you yeah. the nail on the head. Thank you, man. Yeah. And it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a constant um, process, right? Like to find that. Uh, I feel like music i always i was talking to my friend the other day about it so music is a really for exactly what you said it's a really good practice to realize the world really doesn't owe you anything and it can go any way right like you can work so hard on something you can put everything into it where the chips fall at the end of the day hopefully they fall in your favor hopefully you do something great with the work you put into something or the struggles you go through but 
life is, yeah, life does, isn't a formula for, oh, you did this. So I'm going to respond fairly and I'm going to give you this, or I'm going to get you there. It doesn't always work that way. And so, yeah, that's where the resiliency comes in the music. And my life is like, I have a lot of gratitude and love and continual passion for writing music and being in music. I love it more than anything. So with, through all the trials and errors and all the hardships and all the setbacks and all the, you know, times I look at something and say, you know, cause I'm, you know, we're all cussing this. Why is this there? And why am I, what I'm doing here for all those moments where there's that, where there are those more negative thoughts. Um, that's where the resiliency is so key because you either, you either live in, in the, in the, in the, in the negative and, and, and don't move forward or you, find a way to live with it and move forward. And to me, it's always been that ladder. It's always been, you can have those doubts, you can have those fears, you can have those negative thoughts, but you got to do something with it. You can't just sit there and say the world's not fair and it's a fucked up place. You got to find a way to say, maybe that's the case. Maybe it is unfair. Maybe it is messed up, but I still got to do something with it. I still got to live my life. I still got to pursue whatever it is I care about, right? So that's a huge theme of the music. That's a huge theme of the album. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm glad you caught on to that. It's really cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's great, man. All right. Let me ask you about Find My Own Way. Um, you know, it obviously features Mark Hoppus of Blink-182. And, you know, when we when we um, found out we were going to chat with you, you know, we had a different angle that we were going to ask this question to you. Obviously, it was more about the influence and everything. But, you know, recent developments, I'm sure you've heard that uh, Mark Hoppus is uh, a little bit of, a little bit sick, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yep. I wish him the best. Have you had yeah. a chance to talk to Mark? Since that, no, no, I haven't. And yeah. um, man, you know, he's, he's, I, I know for a fact, he's a resilient guy. He has like, obviously a great sense of humor. It seems like he's approached it and put it out there gracefully and, you know, with, with goodwill. And so I think it, myself and the world included just, you know, wishes him the best and hopes he, hopes he pulls through and gets better. I mean, it's tough. It's really yeah. tough. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's not much to say there. We just wish to no, there's not. The there's really not. Just the best. Yes, and the best. best game. The whole yeah. world's rooting for you, Mark. Absolutely, man. Well, listen, you've said it all, but I, I want to ask you about your great running discipline, right? Because a lot of us, like, we try to run, man. We do have marathons, and then we quit, and then we start again. And you do eight miles every single day, Ian. That is awesome. What is, like, how do you do it on those on the tough days, you know? Because I'm not talking about the days that you have eight hours of sleep and that you ate well the day before, but how do you do it the days that you feel like crap, that the weather sucks, and that all the variables are against you going off for an eight-mile run? Yeah, um, it's going to sound cheesy, but the answer is is 100% gratitude. I, I love running. Like, so I have so much energy, you know, I... I have a lot of anxiety, a lot of physical anxiety. It's not even just mental anxiety. I just, I'm just an energetic, anxious person by, by trait, by physical trait. I wake up early and I got energy pretty much no matter what. And so the running is really, it's a physical activity, but it's really a balancing act for me. It just balances me out. You know, it, it, it just allows me to re uh, kind of just reprocess for the day, you sure. know? And so without it, I don't know what to do with that energy or what to do with those thoughts or whatever it is. So, so the answer is it's, it's, it's like second nature. I mean, like this for me personally, I know that's not the case for a lot of people. So I don't want to sound like douchey on here preaching about <laughs> running. Cause I know most people hate running. I get it. Um, but for me, however, chemically it worked out running is, is like, a, is like, a, I'm, I, I'm more excited to run than almost anything. 
every day. And uh, I also have a really strong connection and relationship with music when I run. You know, when I run, it's time for me also to connect with an artist that I'm loving, or maybe yeah. it's my or my own my own life set that I'm working on, and I and I run through it and I and I work through the structure of it. You know, it's it's a really personal time for music as well, and uh, for nature and for just connecting to. You want to talk about that resiliency? It's really a yeah. time to connect back to that resiliency. Um, and I, you know, I all again I say gratitude because there's a lot of people, you know, especially to talk about America, we have so many injuries. You know, for a lot of people, it's not even feasible to run once you hit 30. You know, you've got a back issue or you've got, you know, a leg issue or you've got an injury. Um, and I could never imagine you know, not being able to wake up and run. So the answer is every day I wake up and I can run, I'm going to run because you never know, you know, I'll never know there could be a day where something happens where I can't run. So no matter if it's raining, whatever, I'm going to, I'm going to use that day for sure. Unbelievable. Ian Johnson, you have said it all, my friend, what an (laughs) album, what an artist and you know, what a soul, what an inspiring soul, what a message that you're carrying within you. And I uh, can't wait for you to go out on tour and just preach the gospel, man. That's going to be epic shows. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. And hopefully you can make one soon. We'll, we'll be in Nashville at some point. But Absolutely. I'd say in this next year, I'd love to see you. There's a ticket with your name on it. So let me know. I appreciate it, man. Thanks so much. Yeah, of course, dude. All right. Good talking to you. Chat soon. See you, man. Bye. You've been listening to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.